0: This is Bruce Hutchin, host of Let's Talk Deer. Let's talk Deer is brought to you by Grandpa Ray Outdoor. John O'Brien sells seed, but he also sells knowledge. He shares with all his clients his insights on the three things that deer needs food, water, and cover. Check out John O'Brien at Grandpa Ray Outdoors. Grandpa Ray Outdoors does compensate me for mentioning them on my show. Hey folks, this is Bruce Hutchin. Yes, I am and uh, self-arrest, no. I'm in social distancing, no. Actually, I just came out of self-quarantine. My surgeon from a hip uh, did post, test positive. And so for the last 14 days, I've been uh, hanging out at home. But I'm really happy uh, this morning to have Brad Latrell on. He's the CEO and founder founder of Go Wild. Brad, tell us really quick, elevator pitch, uh, what Go Wild is.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, At at its core, it's social media for the outdoors. So you can use our platform to connect with other deer hunters, turkey hunters, whatever you're into, even fishing. You know, we have uh, 50 plus activities that you can connect with people on. It's all forum based, so you don't have to build a big network. If you post into deer hunting, anybody that's using the platform can see it. You know, we have a trophy storage system, stores your stats, stores your photos. We have a really cool e-commerce platform that lets you attach Gear to your posts, so if you you know you want to share the gear that you use to to shoot your you know 2020 uh, whitetail, you'll be able to do that with our platform. Or if you want to post about a piece of gear and ask questions, you can do that too.
0: So what um, hastened this um, interview today is that you recently sent out an email blast to all your members and subscribers and clients about uh, making money available or 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 trading kind available to all the DNRs uh, throughout the country. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, I'll back up. And I know everybody's sick of hearing about coronavirus in some ways, but I think um, I'm going to give a little bit nuanced of a take on it. You know, there are a lot of people like you and I who are, you know, sheltering in place or whatever you want to call it, staying home. Um, and I, I'm seeing uh, our, our – this whole thought process started – with our data scientists telling me that we had seen a 25% increase in the actual time on the app every day. So naturally as people are, uh, you know, unfortunately a lot of people are out of work, um, but also a lot of people are working remote and not having to travel. So you get that commute time back in your day, whether that's 15 minutes each way, that's still half an hour more that you normally had and uh, various other gain time throughout the day. And a lot of people are spending that online. And I said, I started to, to really think about it. And I thought if we're seeing that trend, other platforms are too. And, you know, there are benefits out of that. I've, I've definitely seen places like LinkedIn, you know, where there have been people that have gotten laid off and the whole community is trying to help find that person a job. And there's apps like Nextdoor, which is a app uh, that connects you to people in your neighborhood. And, you know, they're people are bringing seniors meals, they're going shopping for them. And it's a lot of really positive things coming out of that. But then, you know, I've uh, I've long deleted my Facebook account, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking at platforms like Twitter and Reddit. And to me, like, it's not necessarily a good thing that we're spending time on certain platforms where there's a toxicity and there's a lot of negativity. And, and I fear people really spend a lot of time with the news. So for us, we this whole thing came out of trying to figure out what can we do to get more people outside and you know in some ways if you looked at what we've done you might say well yeah but you guys are already in touch with hunters that are going to buy their licenses but but the truth of the matter is you know we actually connect with a lot of different people we have a lot of people that use go wild and they follow the state parks or the uh you know the hiking trails or the camping trails and they're not necessarily hunters and anglers and so we started talking about our audience and what we could do to help get them outside to encourage to get them outside and one of the obvious things to us was that we could try to work with the state agencies to promote what's available so we sent out the email you're talking to and actually we haven't sent that out to our whole network that you you received it because you're on my media list and then um we sent it to, i had a list of uh, state employees um, more than 100 state employees from across all the states, and we send it to them. And we, what, what the announcement is, is that Go Wild is donating up to $250,000 in in-kind donations uh, or sponsorship to these agencies. So each state can work with us, and we have a $5,000 uh, in value way like donation of advertising, meaning that we're going to help them find people that we think are likely to buy their state's licenses. And and the reason. You know, I know people don't like to sign up for advertising. Uh, I, I don't like advertising on my other apps either, but with our platform, it's, it's worth noting that we really try to find companies that you're going to benefit from. And 80% of the people that use our platform tell us that they're looking for new brands and new experiences anyways. So, you know, we really pro- take pride in, you know, if you're using go wild and you're a bow hunter, you're, you're likely as you use the app for bow hunting, uh, functionality, you're going to see bow hunting products. This isn't the kind of thing where, you know, if my wife shops for shoes on my computer, all of a sudden on my phone, I'm getting an ad for shoes. We don't, we don't do that kind of advertising. And likewise with these states, what we're doing is if I know that you're a resident of Tennessee or you've logged a, uh, a deer in Tennessee, we're going to try to help you find the information you need to renew your Tennessee hunting license, get your fishing license, and we're even going to send you links to the state parks that are available. So we're trying to, even if you don't go hunting or fishing we're trying to find ways to help promote what's out there because right now you know again with that 24-hour news cycle um i mean it's proven that a lot of social media increases anxiety and that's a that's a very high arching statement um i'm not saying ours does or doesn't or or one's better than the other but time online can sometimes be bad right and and, and agree. during a time like th- yeah right like i mean i agree i own a social media company i agree. I hope that we all, our, our goal is always not to get people to spend hours a day on our app. It's actually to educate and inform them to get them off the phone. You know, I, sometimes people um, who don't understand what we do will give us grief like, hunters don't need to be spending more on time. They need uh, more time on their phone. They need to spend more time outside. And I'm like, hey, I'm all in on that. And, you know, this effort is really um, because we saw the writing on the wall that if, if we stay on a lockdown for even three weeks, I'm worried about the country's mental health. You know, I think it's uh very, you know, we aren't built to be in a house for three weeks. I think it's very important to get outside and to uh, if we can't have human contact, you know, we're social animals. If we can't have that, uh, let's at least stay true to our nature and get out and go hiking, go pull weeds. I mean, do something to get out and to get some fresh air. And so th- this effort, that you're talking about was our way to help connect people to the states to encourage them to find the information they need to do so,
0: and that will be um, posted up on, when we do the um, podcast when that's when that's published. In the show notes, um, you'll get a recap of um, of the notice that was sent out. Now, Brad, you talked about you know Facebook and anxiety and all these things, and that's why. You know, companies such as yours, where it helps people get outside, social distancing, and um, have the opportunity, one, to see where they can go, how they can get there, and the tools that they need. Is that the heart and soul of your company?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, look at the name. It's called Go Wild. It's not called Go Indoors. You know, we really... Um, I created this whole thing, uh, like started it. I didn't create it by myself. I'm not a developer, designer, or any of the stuff that my team does. But the idea, I mean, it started with me. And that came from this challenge that I wanted to go and be a better deer hunter. And I was having a hard time connecting with people around that. And you know, I wasn't able to find a community. And I wanted to get outside and do this. But when I did, I struggled. And if you struggle at something, and you're not making progress, it's really uh, challenging to keep doing it. Right. To, to, they, they, there's an old saying, um, you know, uh, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again with the same results. Right. So, you know, we want to help people learn how to be a better deer hunter, be a better turkey hunter. We're actually working on a really cool campaign that we're going to launch here, hopefully today, maybe in the next couple days. Uh, as a effort, you know, this, this thing you and I are talking about with the donation, that's just the first of many things we're trying to do to get people outside. So we're, we're getting ready to launch a and a where people can ask questions of, uh, about turkey hunting. So what are the top three questions you have about how to be a better turkey hunter? We're going to curate those and we're going to post the top 20 that we found and then encourage people on the platform to share the tips themselves. So we're going to crowdsource that education and then people can go through that. Like I said, it's a forum. So you can go through that turkey hunting trail and you'll actually be able to go through and see people. There's a lot of veterans like you on there who've hunted their whole lives. And there's a lot of young guys who you know, run YouTube channels and uh, they, they know how to, to really you know put the herd on some turkeys too. And so we're gonna bring all this information into one place and, and help people learn. And my hope is that they don't spend three hours on our app watching videos. My hope is that they get some tips on calling they get some tips on where to set up, maybe uh, blind versus, you know, running gun, whatever these questions are going to be. And then they get outside. You know, our, our whole mission is to uh, get people outdoors. You're not going to see us promoting, you know, um, you know, connecting with each other through this. I'm trying to get people outside. I, I'm all about the social media distancing. You know, to me, like that's something that's going to be become more and more important. And overall, at that at the core of our mission has always been to get people outside. That's why we named it what we did.
0: You know, I think about um, DIY hunting, and probably 90% of my hunting uh, is DIY unless I go someplace so I have to have a guide. I mean, just just that. And I just remember I can reflect back some of the, the times that it's just me in a cabin in the wilderness and hearing the elk bugle or the turkey goblin or the uh, mountain lion screaming and realizing, you know, I'm in the wilderness. Yeah, and, you know i'm outside and it's so mentally healthy and this comes back to what you said um, you know our mental health is really important and if we you know if we keep binging on amazon video i i've been binging on amazon video i'm i'm, I'm guilty and netflix simply because i couldn't move you know well yeah. now yeah, i'm going to this pt and i can i can i can move now i just went up and down the stairs 15 steps you know twice this morning without canes and you know just doing it so i go okay we're getting back there but my message to everybody listening to this is just that uh, you know pick what you like if you like to hike go hike if you like to raft uh the water's going to be pretty high starting the runoff's coming so be careful of that but if you're kayaking rafting uh there's so many things to do i live in a state that there's a preponderance of things and talking to the director uh dan prinslow uh, the other day you know he wants everybody to have the opportunity to be outside and that's at parks and recs and our our parks and recs are open yeah you have to there is social distancing there are so, certain things that you have to do but pretty much across the country the people in charge of the DNR and and, and and parks, want to have people have the availability, you know, to, to do it and to get out there. And if you don't know how to do it, then getting to go wild and there's other there's other avenues that you can find and say, hey, you know, how do I do this? When do I do this? And um, the information is available today, more than it's ever been before.
1: Yeah, man, and you know, the like you said, go to the parks but use social distancing and heck i don't i have never personally gone to a state park and wanted to get within six feet of a stranger um but you know use some common sense on things like your restrooms if they're open maybe you shouldn't use those you know maybe you should avoid things like that and if you do use them for god's sakes wash your hands a lot of this stuff is common sense at play if you're outside anyways you know um, you know, if you're using the good hygiene, and, and most of us are not going to go out there and want to be close to to anybody else, anyways. Um, especially if you're taking advantage of public lands to go. You know, turkey season's coming up for us. I don't. I don't know of many turkey hunters who are going to be going out and having an issue with social distancing. Uh, we've been. We've been kind of joking <laughs> on our all. team. Yeah, right. It's like we've been. We kind of <laughs> been joking. It's like does a turkey blind count as quarantine? <laughs> yeah. Mean, like, those things are. You know, those are important though, man. Uh, to get out and to. Give your head that clarity. I, uh, I, I run a lot. I'm a, I love running and you know, one thing I, I notice about running is when I run I have really good ideas like that's when I have my best ideas and if you're not a runner I'll give you another example that a lot of people usually can connect with. A lot of people have good ideas in the shower. And you know what that is. You're not distracted constantly you're not with a phone in your hands i i I don't have a phone that you can take in the shower some people might have a waterproof phone uh and and do that but that's not me (laughs) but you know when you're when your brain is free to wander and your mind and you you know it's not got these constant demands for attention in your pocket that we we constantly ding ding vibration in your pocket you know there's even the phantom vibration that they talk about you ever heard of this people get People get phantom vibrations in their pocket that they keep their phone in, and I've had it too, uh, because we're so used to constant notification and stimulation that our brain like puts it together and anticipates that it was there. Sometimes I'll I'll think I felt it in my pocket, and I'll check, and I don't even have my phone in my pocket. And you know, uh, we've just trained ourselves to get such a dopamine hit from from the the phone um sometimes stepping away and letting our brain just wander the way nature intended you know that's what i love about hunting especially i know you hunt in a lot of these areas too when i hunt in southeastern kentucky not when i'm in louisville i live in louisville and i hunt around here too and we have phone service but when i hunt in southeastern kentucky i don't have phone service i a lot of times I'm, i'm wandering off and you know you might as well leave the phone in the car and to me that's a blessing like i don't have to be distracted i can actually think and focus on what I'm doing and I come back from that feeling really refreshed and you know I don't (laughs) in my lifetime I mean I've got a you know I uh, graduated college during the great recession which was not great timing Um, and the uh, you know I lived through uh, 9-11 those are my two things that I think of that were kind of like this in terms of economic panic and um, you know you think of social distancing like 9-11 was certainly a weird time. Um, but you know, I haven't lived through a whole lot of things like this where anxiety, nation or global anxiety, has together been so high. I think it's super important to give your brain time to reset. Yeah, um, I'll
0: just add on to that. I was talking to my grandson, and his college goes to um, Fort Collins, Colorado State at Fort Collins. They shut down, and he said, "You know, what's the new normal going to be like?" I said, "Tyler, nobody knows." Yeah. I mean, and we're in unprecedented waters. I mean, you know, hurricanes and earthquakes and avalanches and all the different <laughs> stuff that I've been through, you know, okay, I've been through them. Here I am, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about them. This, um, you know, I had to, you know, quarantine space because my surgeon had was tested positive. I never had to do that before, um, you know, H one virus and all MERS and, and SARS and everything else came through and really didn't affect me. Yeah. It, it didn't have any effect. But this is on so many different levels. You know, political be as that it may, that's all over the board. Now we got a health scare, a pandemic all over the world. It isn't just you know, in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, you know, Italy's getting hammered. Spain's getting hammered. Yeah. These countries are getting hammered. And I think, you know, if people, people are going to make some choices. And they're going to say, okay, I heard what Brad and, and Bruce said, and I'm going to spend this on a positive framework. I'm going to do exactly what I can do to control me. And I wrote a post the other day about, you know, we're responsible for us. We're responsible for our behaviors and then the consequences from those behaviors we're responsible for. The government isn't responsible for it. Your next neighbor isn't responsible for it. Your brothers, sisters, mother, fathers, they're not responsible. You are entirely responsible. And that's the hope that I see. All of a sudden, people are going to say, wait a minute, I'm responsible for this. Yes, it's a war. But it's not a war that I can get killed by a bullet. It, I can get killed by a, a germ or it can affect my life, you know, literally forever. And I think that we're going to come out of this with people going to say, dang, I survived it. Here's what, how I changed my behaviors. Here's how I thought changed some of my thought patterns. And I believe it's going to make us a stronger country because we realize, wait a minute, no matter our race, nationality, creeds, belief structure, religious structure, whatever, it's like we're all in this together and we have to do it together to survive together.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, uh, you know, I I'll admit I didn't buy into the hype in this thing. I, I heard about it in early January after coming back from SHOT Show, uh, which I was wondering why when I got on a plane coming from Chicago to, um, to Vegas, there was 30 people uh, in the back of the plane wearing masks I was like that's kind of weird I've never seen that many people wearing masks you, you, every now and then you see like two or three but 30. I mean I, I was the only person in the back of the plane not wearing a mask and you know now you know to look at it to where it's come to I've, I've changed my opinion a lot on it you know I, I, I certainly when all this started breaking out I, I, I had doubts I didn't think it was gonna be as, as bad as it was. I thought we would bounce back and I you know it would be easy for me to cling to that for the not wanting to be wrong um, because I first started looking at it. It's like, it's the flu. You know, I had that same thought that so many people have. And, um, the thing, here's the thing I'll say to people that might even still have that. It doesn't really matter what you think it is. Um, the fact is we're in national food shortages. We're in national supply shortages. Our healthcare system is about to get wrecked. And, you know, whether or not, the virus is, maybe we are overreacting to it. You could still argue that maybe a lot of the, um, that's still uh, an overreaction. It doesn't matter. This is where we are. We are in those shortages. Our our healthcare system's gonna get wrecked. And uh, whether or not it, it doesn't matter if this kills more people than the flu. So many people are still leaning on that. That's not the point. It's the point is that that's going on during this time when we already have shortages of things like the, the ventilators, the hand sanitizers for hospitals. So, you know, the question becomes, this is the state we're in a lot of people are out of work um you know our our service industry has been decimated travel decimated you know look at hospitality decimated so you what you just said is really important what are you going to do uh that that you can help somebody if you're in i think this is a great time uh for hunters not necessarily to uh laugh at everybody because we have full freezers offer people you know i've offered my family like hey if you guys have uh, if you're not able to find ground meat, I have venison, I'll grind up for you personally, like if you if you need ground beef, I think sharing what we have and our knowledge and hey, you know, uh, if you've got somebody and want to teach them to the turkey hunt, now's the time. Uh, the the yeah, And social distancing, you know, drive separately, all that jazz, but you could do that. And I think this is a great time to help people. And to step away from the political arguments of it, to step away from the conspiracy theories, all that will come to be. We'll figure out what was going on. We'll figure out what our answer is going to be. I think in the short term, you know, I look at uh, I'm, I'm in Kentucky and it's been amazing to see all these distilleries that were, you know, distilling liquor. And making brown water fire water bourbon whatever you want to call it um you know s- just three months ago we've been in a national shortage of bourbon i mean like they can't keep up truly they cannot the bourbon market has been insane and i don't think quarantine is going to make the bourbon market any like less demand you know <laughs> it's certainly still in demand but dude they, they've stopped producing bourbon in kentucky to focus on hand sanitizer like that's the perfect example we all need to be doing. And so I'm, I'm looking at our company and I think, well, I don't think our developers know a thing about making hand sanitizer. We don't know how to sew masks for hospitals. What can we do to try to stimulate something? And I firmly believe that hunters and anglers are some of the most important um, spenders in our country. I mean, you, you know the stats, but hunters on average spend $2,800 a year generating into our economy. That's on average, man. Um, When you think about like the, the, from the guy who maybe spends $20 on his license or whatever his license fee is, and plus, you know, some supplies all the way up to the guy that spends $50,000 a year, it averages out to a lot of money a year. Anglers spend $1,400 a year. We really believe that helping facilitate some license sales will keep those spend, keep that spending in place. Even if it ends up being online, you know, you can't go into a lot of stores. A lot of these retailers are going to be closed. But pushing people into uh, still shopping online, or however they end up stimulating the economy, I think that's just as important. Um, I won't say just as important. My wife's a nurse; she's definitely doing the most important work in the country, like with all of our healthcare workers. Thank you. But I, th- I think, um, yeah, think uh, she's it's her and my sister. It's amazing to, to hear what they're going through already, and to know that we're just in the beginning of it. But you know, I think of um, I think anybody doing. Uh, this is a long-winded rant to say. Think of how you can help, even if it's one at a time. You know, you're not helpless. We're, we don't have to just wait on our governors to decide to do something and tell us what to do. We can proactively do this stuff. You know, the state of Kentucky's not mandated any of those distilleries to do this. They all did it voluntarily. I think that speaks to, like, the way we should all be behaving. Well, and that's, from my knowledge of the people of Kentucky and the people in the South, okay,
0: they don't have to be cranked up. or somebody doesn't have to make the call, they go, okay, how are we going to take care of us – how are we going to take care of our neighbors? And then how are we going to take care of the people that buy our product? And right, right now, they don't need any more, you know, um, bourbon. They need hand, hand sanitizers. The hospitals need it, And to yeah. get that stuff out there to the hospitals. And my uh, daughter-in-law is a nurse, and she's going, this is going to get a lot worse before it gets
1: better. Yeah. Well, Italy's it even worse. Look at Italy. I mean, I, I don't know that – we keep getting compared to Italy, and I think there's a lot of differences in us in Italy. But, uh, you know, they, they had their highest um, death toll a, uh, a couple of days ago with 800-some people. I mean, it, it's not gotten better there yet, and, you know, we're on a similar trend, even though I think, again, some of the differences are Italy's the size of California. you got 65 right. million people crammed into there. We're half the size of Russia, spread across all that. But still, you know, you look at some of the, the, the states and, uh, you know, the way they're completely ignoring it, I don't know that it's worth the risk. Uh, In my opinion. So, how does
0: somebody get a hold of Go Wild? You get
1: an app. Let's talk about the app right now
0: and let's move on. And then we are going to give one more shout out to what Go Wild is doing with um, the parks and wildlife uh, in the country. Oh, I have to put in a promo. Um, This show is being uh, produced on behalf of uh, Grandpa Ray Outdoors. John O'Brien is the CEO and founder of Grandpa Ray Outdoors, and he provides not just seed, but he provides knowledge to how to grow your food plots. Check out grandparayoutdoors.com to find out how you can grow the best forage for your deer herd go wild tell me about it
1: yeah so the uh i kind of mentioned earlier that it started out of you know my desire to learn and it's been fun to as we built this you know my my co-founders donovan chris and zach we all came together and you know i was the hunter and angler donovan's firearms guy he really likes to shoot chris is a big time hiker he's traveled all over the world and and zach um met not only the beard quota he's got a big giant beard but, uh, you know, kind of he likes to visit different cities and hike and what's available around there. Um, not a hardcore outdoor guy, but in, one of the smartest people I know. Um, and we all kind of brought something different to it. And there's been a lot of attempts to do social media for hunting. And w- one thing that we realized is that this audience is not just a deer hunting audience or a hog hunting or elk hunting you know, typically your whitetail hunters are interested in other things too. They're going to be interested in trout fishing or bass fishing and, uh, you know, foraging. For, I mean, we have a lot of people in the app that forage. And I think our diversified team helped realize that early. And we built a platform that it's really important to realize it's not a friend model. You don't have to download, go wild, and build up a network. You know, that's always the most stressful thing with anything is uh, building that network. You know, even I think there's some really cool stuff going on with certain platforms, uh, that are out there today, but you still, they're all, most of them are primarily network based. You got to build a following for it to be relevant. Right. Um, but go wild. If you were to post on, go Wild, your first post and ask for deer hunting advice, you might get 30 comments in your first post in the app. And, you know, we've really focused on helping people learn, you know, our, our, we started this whole thing. With a mission to help people, you know, uh, be educated and to to activate their own outdoor education and, and through asking questions. But also, like it, it has a lot of entertainment value too. But usually, even when I'm being entertained by seeing how, you know, so and so shot this big 14-point buck or whatever it is, you you look at the thread and the conversations are so much more in the weeds than what you get into in other platforms and consistently what we get in terms of feedback is, uh, I, I, hunters ask us all the time, what did you guys do to make this such a positive community? And I didn't do anything. I didn't, you know, we, we can't tell you not to be a jerk. I, I, I could, but it doesn't, that, if you are a jerk, that'll only amplify it, right? What I think is going on within our platform is that, you know, we don't, it's a platform for hunters, anglers, and outdoor enthusiasts. So we, we don't have to constantly defend what we're doing. You don't have to constantly explain to me that you shot this deer to feed your family, blah, blah, blah. Like we're already 40% further down the road in the conversation. So I can say, hey, I see you're using that Alps bag for, for your tree stand. How do you like that? bag is it working for you in that scenario or i can start to talk to you about the uh hey i see that you used a trad bow i'm kind of looking at getting into trad bow um I've, uh, do, you, do you recommend starting with that or do you think i would have to start with a compound you know you can have these really base level conversations with people and the entire community i, I think where you let your guard down and you don't feel like that need to defend all the time people are just nice it's just like if i walked up to you and asked you that question in cabela's You'd be really cool about it, you know. You, you wouldn't be like, "Hey, get off my back! I shot this to feed my family." They're like, "Whoa, dude! I just asked you if you think I should start trad bow hunting. Like, you know, you don't you don't have to dive into that." And I think that makes the platform really unique, and it's it's certainly among one of the top things people tell us about the platform.
0: So an open forum, a lot of information, knowledge-based off um, information that isn't the testosterone pretty much is chucked out the door. And here we are. Hey, we're a community. And going back to where we are right now in this country, we're going to find more and more communities come out of this that don't even exist. And I think we're going to see positive businessmen already, um, all the freshly delivered foods. They're going completely crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, In California, my, my um, freshly, my, my daughter uses that. And so she said, Dad, you got to check the Freshly. So I did, and they said, we, we have no more capacity. You can't do it. So my wife and I got meals on wheels. One, we're over 60, and yada, yada, yada. So there are plenty of resources. But because of this situation, we're going to see a dynamic shift from relying on the box stores. And it already had started to happen. We know that. Amazon's the biggest retailer in the world, and it doesn't yeah. own a store. It yeah. owns warehouses. Yeah. And when you think about that, so we're gonna see a, a larger demonic shift, like King Supers are gonna go, Okay, how are we gonna meet the needs of our people? They still need the food. Now how's what's the best way to get it to it? When we order online with King Supers, now they were twenty four hours out. Now they're thirty six or forty eight hours, sometimes seventy two hours out of getting
1: in, in food. Def- so you in- indefinitely out. Some of these companies just they don't know. They don't know when the supply is going to hit.
0: But my whole thing when people say that how many years did we go in this country without any food shortage?
1: Right? I don't even know when I mean has anything I, like the, I, I don't me, know. That's to, to me like it's, the it's, I I have no clue what to compare it to in terms of a shortage like that. I don't know um you know I know in the depression time you didn't have the money, but I don't know that the there was So the that's way back in the 30s. And yeah. You know,
0: there may have been some times, but I can't remember not having food. No, when I grew up, there wasn't a lot because of our social economic basis, but there was food. I
1: ate. Yeah, yeah. my, my grandfather uh, would tell me stories about it and would um, – t- it was never like you couldn't find food. It was that they couldn't afford it. Like he, he grew up in um, uh, his coal camps in Kentucky, and, you know, the coal mining stores had – food it was there like it wasn't like this where people have the resource well now people are being laid off but like when this all started people had the resources the demand was there you just couldn't find it it's a different it's a totally different thing i think i think one thing that's going to come out of this is we're going to we've learned um or it's been emphasized heavily how much dependency we have on china and other resources so you know i would love to see um some of this lead to uh diversifying our these these Supply chains, you know, and bringing some of this business back domestically, I would, that'd be a great outcome of it. You know, you mentioned uh, shopping on Amazon and Walmart, too. I want to uh, just absolutely nothing to do with the outdoors here, but I do think it's important. Um, you know, state of Kentucky shut down all restaurants and I, like like a lot of states have. And one of the greatest things you can do right now is to, you know, just make a commitment. um If you can't find food in the stores, these restaurants have it. In fact they they have so much that came to them and that they'd already secured a lot of them are worried that they're not even gonna be able to use it all. Support a local restaurant one a week even, you know, picking some of them and helping some of these people keep their jobs and takes a little pressure off you, gets you out of the house to go pick it up. Um, I I think that's something that, you know, everybody can be doing right now to kind of stimulate their own local economy too.
0: Yeah, well said and just do it because our DoorDash didn't didn't exist. I don't know how many years ago or months ago, DoorDash. Now, you know, I, I see where, you know, DoorDash and all these delivery systems, they're hiring people. Yeah. So okay, you get laid off from working at X, but all of a sudden I know Kroger needs people. I know yeah. Amazon needs a hundred thousand people. Um yeah. okay, so you have to switch and say, well I was an electrician. I I'm just I'm just thinking it doesn't matter what you were okay there are opportunities, and we're going to have to switch or pivot, use the right. word pivot, say, okay, what do I need to do to provide for my family today? And then we'll right. see where it goes. And right. then the other, the other thing with people like yourself and your crew, you saw an idea, you built the idea, and now you have a, a thriving business, which is you know cash flowing, making money, and you're serving a purpose because people like your community. Yeah. And I'll challenge anybody out there, if you have those ideas, get a hold of Brad, get a hold of me, and say, okay, here's what I really know, and I'll help you. I know how to build courses, and I know how to, I know how to do a lot of stuff. That's just for me, and I'll help anybody. And there's there's people out there today, I know a guy named Cliff Regenscraft that's mentoring people, um, and it's not cheap, but everybody he mentors goes and builds something and creates something. And see, that's why, back to my point, I think we're going to see a complete new entrepreneurialism come from this country and people are going to create things because they had to go through the pit and the hell and the fire and say, I'm never going to be controlled by uh, by a paycheck again.
1: Yeah. It's definitely going to shape, it's going to reshape consumerism and there's no doubt it won't. I mean, I I worry about you know, I, I told my wife, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if 30 percent of our small businesses, retail based, our um, restaurants are, are done. I, they don't keep enough cash on hand to be able to survive something like this for months. Uh, but what will happen is, you know, that that consumers demand is going to go elsewhere. And you're right. Those who innovate are going to be the ones that figure it out. Sadly, I mean, we're going to lose some small businesses here, but it's going to open up some opportunities for others. So here's why I'll say that's relevant to our audience right now. You know, you think about. You um, Archery shops were already struggling. You know, uh, a lot of these uh, big box retailers were already struggling, and you know, people should probably be coming around and thinking what it's going to be like to buy a bow and get it fitted online and have it shipped to your house. Like that's that's the essentially the like what we're looking at is more door to door service. You know, you're not going to um, have some of these local places where you may have shop. They might not make it. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I hope they do. I love small businesses. Um, you know, love to see that. I think it brings diversity in, in what you can get in terms of advice. And, you know, you, uh, we, we our, our local bow shop closed about six months ago. And, you know, you lose so much knowledge with that, not just a place to shop, but you lose, lose a lot of institutional knowledge. So if you think about the landscape of what's happening right now, let's say this does go on for two months and people do want to keep spending. You know, Bruce, you probably know this, but uh, hunting expenses or hunting um, spending went up through the Great Recession 10, 10 years ago or 12 years ago. Uh, people spent more because they weren't able to vacation. And so you, you, while, while, yeah, you it, it's just not looked at like a hobby, right? Like if I had a video game hobby and I was buying $100, I don't even know how this stuff works because I haven't gamed, but if you had $100 of expenses every month, you're buying different games or subscriptions and stuff, you, know, you might cut that because that's a hobby. It's unnecessary. But people don't look at their hunting and their fishing like that. So if those expenses do go up again, where are they going to spend it? Like that's that's what's going to be interesting out of this is how, how do people come out on the other side, uh, and how is their hunting and fishing behavior changed?
0: Yeah, well said. And time's going to tell. And it, we should get we should mark our calendars and and uh, circle back up in six months or so. It's now nine um, nine fifty my time. I know you get a, a twelve o'clock uh, where you're at.
1: Oh, it's, well, it's hot funny, hot. I, I I got a lunch meeting, and me and this guy were supposed to go to a restaurant, and I said, so we're we just going to do a virtual lunch and eat together, like, separately? <laughs> so that's what we're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, brown bag. They used to call it brown yeah. bagging. Yeah, yeah, that's so for sure.
1: uh, we'll be so doing so a video things,
0: call. And... Yeah, so two things that I'm going to do. I wrote a, a course last summer called Deer Hunting Institute. I'm going to send you the PDF, and you can give it away. You can do cool. whatever you want to it. Yeah, it's that'd be 13, great. We'll, it's, it's 13 modules. Um, I did it myself. It's, it's it's a one-off for me. So are there some errors in it? Yeah. Um, if you think it's valuable, then uh, just let me know, and then uh, we can clean it up together, and we can make it available to anybody. It, it's free. Cool. I, was charging, I was charging $97 for it, and I just said, forget that. I'm just going to give it away. That's um, awesome. To, to anywhere of your people and then the second thing is i ran into a company called uh burn up b-y-r-n-a and it's a non-lethal pistol and riley Schuler is the guy i'm going to introduce you to riley Schuler, okay and uh, he's somebody that you know you should have a conversation with and say okay this is who i represent and this is what i'm doing and see how you know is there any synergy for you working with him
1: yeah so it's kind of yeah. like a uh High-powered paintball gun, almost. Well, you can't. Said. Once you see it, it, it's like a Glock. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it looks much more co- high quality. But yeah, but. yeah,
0: it's three hundred dollars. It's not twenty nine ninety five.
1: Right. No, that's really <laughs> cool, man.
0: Would love Laser to talk sights. to you. Yeah, and so I will. I will send a personal, um, you know, intro to you. I've done it to a few people because they're just getting started. He just became the director of uh, marketing. He's a good friend of uh, Treason, uh, Cobb Sanders. Do you know Cobb at all in Kentucky? JC no, Sanders. No, I don't know. Don't know him. For Treason. Anyway. So I know oh, I know Cobb. I know the
1: brand. I don't know him personally. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I get, into, I get into the company. I'm not working for him. I'm hoping to do some consulting for him. But um, – Cobb knew me, he knew Cobb, he talked to Cobb about me, and so here we are. So, and so that's, and I'll end with this, that's the power of what you're doing, is building relationships. And sometime I'd like to talk to you or do an article, uh, return on relationships, not return on investment, return on relationships, ROR. Because people have, in, especially in this time and place, the relationships mean Everything because they're priceless. they, they yeah, mean more than money. For and sure. so, if you ever want to do a talk or uh, a podcast on that and see if it fits what you're trying to do, I'd love to do it.
1: I would love to do that too. And um, you know, I'm gonna plug something we're doing real quick uh, if you got a second here at the end. Sure, I, sure. I think it's you a, got eight you know, minutes. So the uh, you know I mentioned I didn't really talk a lot about our e-com product with Goal, but the you can actually just get in there and shop and. Uh, We're going to be building this out more. We're launching a a desktop version of our site here in the next probably two or three weeks. Um, And that'll eventually come to be more of a shopping platform to help people find gear. And what we're doing is we're pulling from all these different retailers and manufacturers. So right now we've got about 110,000 products, 750,000 SKUs of different products in there. What's cool is uh, for the consumer, you know, you can share those products, get feedback on them before you buy it. Um, we're, we're building in reviews or that we have reviews, you know, obviously it's a new product, so we don't have a ton of reviews yet. But over time, what this is going to become is a new way to shop and to find products that other people are using. And so if I see that, you know, Bruce is using the Burna, I can ask him like, hey, how do you like that? Do you, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at getting a Burna. Uh, what's your opinion on it? And so we're trying to facilitate those conversations because you mentioned relationships. Much more likely that I'll buy something if you told me to do it versus reading. I'm, I got the website pulled up now. If I read an anonymous review that says it's great, I'm like I don't care. I don't know if they. Like, and I'm not picking on Burner. This is any online review. No,
0: that's true. It's true across it's, the board.
1: Yeah, you don't know who that person is, and and they so could have like, bought.
0: They could have bought their, that. That pay
1: Exactly. And so what we're trying to do is like. I can now see that this is Bruce on Go Wild, and I can have a dialogue with a real person, and I can see your content, and it's a much more natural, authentic way. You know, I think of it almost like a bazaar, you know, where you would have done trade at a flea, like a flea market. You know, I can talk to you about right. something. It's like face-to-face transactions. Um, we're- it's called Gearbox though, and. So obviously we, uh, we built this because we make money on it. So if you buy – if, if Berna was in there and you bought a Berna gun, I don't think they're in that system yet. Uh, but you know if you are searching for a uh, – we have firearms. We have boots. So if you bought a pair of boots and you ended up on Bass Pro and paid for it, we get a cut of that. And it's how we're eventually going to really sustain our business. And what's cool, and this is the only reason I brought this up. Is you, you mentioned relationships, and you know we really want to be the place that people think of to go first for shopping. But I also want people to realize that we're taking one percent of our revenue that we make in, in from that. Uh, so one percent, literally, of, of of the the money that we make off of uh, anything that we sell, and we're going to put it back into nonprofits and conservation groups. So the first group we're working with is them Outdoors, and them is a, a a nonprofit that. Is putting together camps all across the country she's been doing this for three years now and brings together about 100 kids and parents and teaches them how to hunt fish shoot do archery firearms camp it's a three-day full-on 24 7 camp um, that sh- that she runs and and we're we're a sponsor of it too but you know if you buy something through our platform literally if you start the search and click on it to go to that website we get a cut of that, so you know it's another way for people to kind of you know it's money that you were going to lose or you weren't going to spend, but it helps an organization like raising my doors. It hel- it does help sustain go wild. So I bring that up here at the end. We kind of got talking about products, and it made me think. Um, you know, as as your audience is looking for new gear, it's also I, there was a guy last night I saw. He was trying to find out if. Um, he was asking specifically about an Alps turkey hunting vest and getting feedback on it. And people are saying, they haven't used that one. This is the one I use. And they're tagging different gear. It's a cool way to have a conversation, man. So, uh, you know, if, uh, I, I'll do my standard, too, of, um, you know, we're on iOS and Android. So you go to your app store, download Go Wild. Um, you can go to downloadgowild.com, too, and you can find us that way. And uh, we're if you're not ready to download it and you just want to follow along on social media, it's go wild app pretty much anywhere you would find us. So uh, when when you and how much does that cost? It's free. The app's free. So that's why it's important for us as a small business to find ways to monetize. You know, we have to make money to survive um i got a team of developers and 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 people that make this thing happen so that's how we are uh, paying the bills is through working with brands and working with uh, the e stuff so if you go to the, the app stores download it and create an account you'll get a message from me that first one is automated everybody gets it in 24 hours after they sign up but if you if your audience replies and just Hey, hey, Brad, heard you on uh, you know, with Bruce, and, and that'll be me that comes back the second time. So I, actually, I do go through and read all those. I get literally um, thousands per week. It's kind of crazy, but I do go through all of them, and I, I respond to everybody. I spend a lot of late nights. You'll notice a lot of them come in at uh, 11.30 p.m. Eastern time, um, but I, I will go through. I love talking to people, so I'd love it if your audience would let me know that they heard us here and uh, ask any questions they got. Okay, so –
0: Folks, just go to um, your iPhone or are you on Google Play?
1: We're on Google Play. I, it's on the App Store with iOS, and, uh, Apple, or you can go on Android too. Either way, Go Wild, one word.
0: Okay, so just go to Go Wild, get it. It's free, and then start building relationships with other people, of like-minded people, because um, I, I see just you know in the future, this is a platform that can help people, connect people, share information, but also be an influence a social media influencer. So you throw all that stuff in and that folks is what you want to think about. If you if you just lost your job, okay, what do you know? How could you build a course telling people what you know and then become a social media influencer? I guarantee you if done right, there are people making hundreds of thousands of dollars and then say, "Hey, if I can make $20, Two thousand dollars a month, five thousand dollars a month. That would be it. There will be people from this time that will use those formulas. That will do that. It's it's guaranteed because the the social, the ability, the bandwidth, the digital world is that much bigger than anything else that exists in the world today.
1: Yes, sir. Well, thanks for having me on, Bruce. I'm going to hop over to my vi- virtual lunch, but uh, it's always good to chat with you, man. And uh, I hope I hope we do reconnect in six months just to see how things are going. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Let's do it, man. All okay. right, Brad. We, Thanks so much. Take
0: care, bud. Yeah. Okay. See bye. This is a notice from Bruce Hutchin, host of Let's Talk Deer. Let's Talk Deer receives compensation from Grand Outdoors for podcast and Facebook Live and the other other communication I utilize on social media.